COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Information about children with this disease is limited, but they are known to have had mild symptoms. Many organizations are responding accordingly, depending upon their area. It's best to stay home and away from others, especially when sick, and continue following healthy hand wash guidelines, covering mouth and nose and not touching your face or high-touch surfaces. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces regularly, and for more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. We're on the road with Mickey. We're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go. We're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi, everyone. I'm Sophie. He's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode 12 for March 23, 2020. And our feature topic today is things to do at Disney outside of the parks. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're excited about this because... You know, in doing our research, we found that there's a, a boatload of things you can do that um, you wouldn't necessarily think about. Um, but if you have a if you have a day that you're doing non-park activities, um, this might be a great episode to listen in and get some of your good um, outside of the park activities taken care of and and enjoy some things that you wouldn't normally do. Right, mm-hmm. Seth? Yeah. And in um, fact, we've got a bunch of stuff that we want to talk about. But first, why don't we get into our cheddar from the big cheese for today? Okay. Well, I um, only have a couple things. Um, I'll go over the first one. So why don't you take on the second one? How about that? That works for me. Okay. Well, I learned yesterday, um, and we're recording on Wednesday the 18th for Monday's episode. Um I learned yesterday that the Walt Disney Archives founder, Dave Smith, will be honored with a window at Disneyland. And, you know, Dave Smith um, started working at Disney on June 22nd, 1970. And so this is the 50th anniversary of his hiring. And he passed away last year in 2019. And also just a quick little bit of of did you know trivia um, of my own is that the Walt Disney quotes that I like to read out are from the book, the quotable Walt Disney. And that book was compiled by Dave Smith. So I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool too. It reminds me of a bunch of guys that I personally look up to, including a guy that I actually share a birthday with, but that's not important. Now 
that now that Daddy's talked about his part of the cheddar from the big cheese, we've got something very special for you guys. We were actually going to reveal it on the trip, but since the trip is canceled, we are going to be revealing it anyway. And well, that it's is only postponed, we- not canceled. Postponed. <laughs> Okay, you're right. I need to stop being a negative Nancy. Um, We have a giveaway going on on the Facebook group, and it is something that is very cool. I personally am jealous of whoever will get it because it's really cool, and I wish I had one myself. It's a Darth Vader Sensi warmer, and if you don't know what Sensi is, what rock have you been living under? It's this kind of candle without a flame where you take scented wax and you melt it above a heat lamp inside the ceramic jar. And it's really cool. And this one is shaped like Darth Vader. And there will also be a $25 Disney gift card that's included. The contest will run from May 1st to May 31st, and the winner will be announced the very next day. And Daddy will be posting pictures of the Darth Vader Sensi Warmer on the Facebook group. So this is also a good idea to join the Facebook group group, so you can see it and possibly win it. Yeah, exactly. Our Facebook group is called On the Road with Mickey group. And we also have the Facebook page On the Road with Mickey. And um, the group is linked into that page. And also we'll be reporting on this you know, the show notes, I'll post pictures as well, and um, and I'll probably do some blog posts about it as well. So so there'll be a lot of different places you can, you can get entries that hopefully will lead to you winning. And, um, and we're looking forward to, to giving that away and just and generating a lot of excitement about it. So, so we'll talk about it. Probably we'll keep that as some cheddar for the next few weeks just so that people – we know that people will hear about it. Um, but, you know, most of the other news, everyone knows what's going on with with everything closing down and how the how the world is having to to step aside and, and you have to practice social distancing and things like that. So um, so I don't have any other real news other than, you know, just that kind of news. So I didn't really make a nod notes about it. Um, yeah. Everyone so, knows that news. We yeah. don't really need to talk about it. Yeah. So that takes us into our feature topic. And um, one of our listeners actually requested this. And she was wondering about some of the things you can do outside of the parks at Disney. And, you know, that got us to thinking, didn't it? So there's a lot of different areas to Disney, right? There is, there is. It's, there's a reason they call it Disney World. It's because there's a bunch to do outside the parks. Yeah, and so, um, and so we've got a list, and and you know we broke it up into different categories. Um, we got a list of things you can do at Disney Springs. We got some stuff you can do at the resorts. We got um, stuff that you can do at your own resort. Um, mm-hmm. And things you can do over at the boardwalk area. Um, so so there's a whole boatload of stuff you can do. And we probably have only just scratched the surface. So, so Sophie, why don't you start us off a little bit? What, what is, um, let me scroll us up a little bit. What is one of the things that you like to do outside of the parks? 
Well, there's this amazing place. There's this amazing district on Disney property, and it's called Disney Springs. It's near the edge of it because it's so close to a bunch of off-property hotels that are good neighbor hotels where you can stay. But there is a bunch to be done there. It's like a shopping district almost. In yeah. fact, it is a shopping district because it has a bunch of stores in it with clothes, and they are all very expensive but all very nice. And during one trip that we took with Jagan and Aunt Sheila and Uncle Randy, we actually went to Disney Springs, and it was a very, very, very fun to do because we could just walk back to our hotel afterwards since we were staying off property at that time. But it's amazing. We went into a bunch of different stores. We found this amazing little restaurant. It was very fun, and I enjoyed the food there a lot. It's not like the parks, but at the yeah. same time, it's just as fun. Yeah. It's like yeah. taking a girl's shopping trip because a lot of girls I know really like to shop, myself included. It's like taking that shopping day and multiplying it by like six. <laughs> yeah. And there, there are a lot of shops that you can buy stuff at, you know, some of them are clothing. Some of them are tech. Um, you got a bunch of technology stuff out there. You've got just about everything out there. Um, and of course there's dining locations too. You've got table service and quick service dining locations. So, so you don't have to necessarily make a reservation at some of them. Some of them you do. And, um, and, you know, so whatever your fancy is, there's a, a whole list of Some of list them are of better them. than others. Some of them not so much. And yeah. I would gladly spend an entire episode talking to you about the Disney Springs restaurants. <laughs> but that's not what this re- what this episode is about. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that um, it, it, it's not always open, but... Um, but it can be a lot of fun because um, I know that Sophie and and Cindy have have experienced it, and that's the balloon at Disney Springs. It's called the Aerofile. Um, you know, it, it depends on the wind, the weather conditions, and the winds and things like that as to whether or not you can you can ride it. Um, and it's got a small fee, but it's not a to me, it wasn't a huge expense. I don't know the exact amount now, but um, mm-hmm. but Sophie, you wrote it. What did you think of it? I thought it was. I mean, it's not a roller coaster at Dis in the parks. No. But it was fun to just go up and see the view, and also know that you are a very big space above the ground and that you could fall well it's very safe though because it it's is got, very safe it's but... got netting and everything like that so yes. it, it would take a lot of work to fall um, i know but it's always that little like daredevil thought in the back of a kid's mind because i was very young when i wrote it sure sure and i'm, I'm hopeful that maybe we'll be able to ride it um, this trip, we'll see. It all depends on our Ooh. on our scheduling and whether or not it's open. It's not always open, so no, it's not always open. Yeah, and um, now there is one other experience at Disney Springs that 
in my opinion, is a can't miss event. Um, it's it's um, a virtual reality studio called The Void, Ooh. and um, it's located right as you enter Disney Springs. Um, it's near the um, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique at Disney Springs, which of course is another thing you can do if you don't get a reservation at Magic Kingdom or or at Grand Floridian. You can also make a Bibbidi Bobbidi um, reservation for your child in Disney Springs. But um, right now, the the Void has two experiences, and you know, like everything, it's closed right now because of the coronavirus scares and the the concern. Um, but they have two experience. They have Star Wars Secrets of the Empire and they have Ralph Breaks um, VR. And I did the Star Wars um, one um, a few years back. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't think it was called Secrets of the Empire. I think it was more along the lines of Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios. And that's partly why oh, I want to no. check it out. But, I kind of um, want to try that. But it was really cool because you actually get suited up. You you wear this equipment and you put on these goggles. And, and when I did it, I became a stormtrooper. I was a rebel spy um, dressed as a stormtrooper to try and steal a specific um, item from, from um, the the empire um and it's a team of four so each each group the maximum is four people and and it was just so cool it was so real so lifelike that you really felt like you were you were you know amongst lava flows and on a ship and you know under attack and everything like that. it was really really neat oh um, wow the cost for it, I did. I just checked it this morning. The cost for it is about thirty nine ninety five a person. Um, so, so it's a little bit more expensive than it was um, before. But um, and it's probably about a fifteen or twenty minute experience. But for one time, I think it's really worth trying, and and totally worth checking it out. I haven't hmm. done I haven't done Ralph Breaks VR. Um that wasn't there when um when I when I was there it was only the one um and, but they were getting ready for it. But I think the Star Wars one is probably the the top of the line as far as that goes. Okay. I want to try that one now. I really want to try that one. <laughs> but it's, it's a it's, lot of fun. It's, it's expensive too, so that might also be a problem. Yeah, it, it's got a little bit. I mean, if you look at the math, you're looking at 40 times four. If you have four people going, that's $160. So, yeah. so you do have to factor that in. But, um, but you know, if you are able to do that, it might be worth trying, you know, and checking it out. Because it was, it was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and. You know, like I said, we've only scratched the surface of the things you can do at Disney Springs. Um, and also, depending on the type of the time of year that you're visiting, there's different things as well. And one of the things, um, and then we'll wrap up, is you, you really want to see it, if you can, during the Christmas season. Because it's, it's just decked out. 
with all sorts of nice lights and everything like that is just so cool. So, but you know what? Let's move on. Um, the next next topic of our little breakdown is um, looking at some of the stuff that we can do at the resorts. Um, mm-hmm. Because the resorts are pretty cool. Yeah, they all have their own theming, right? Yes, they do. And and because of that, you can go to four, five, six different resorts in a day, and and experience six different um, amenities and or thoughts or you know decorations, motifs, whatever you know, design, interior design work, and so forth. You know, and each one is just unique to its own its own thing. Mm-hmm. So. So, um, for example, you know, if you're, let's say you're staying at Pop Century, you know, at Pop Century breaks it down by the decades, and that's really cool. But, um, it is. But, at Pop, but at Pop or any of the value resorts, you don't have a table service restaurant. You only have like a food court. So if you wanted, you could make a reservation at a different resort to, to have dinner at. So. Um, you know, like you could eat at the um, the Grand Floridian Cafe, mm-hmm. as an example, and go over and see the Grand Floridian and see how that's decorated. Which, it's beautiful, by the way. I love the Grand Floridian. Yeah, it's got a whole bunch of Victorian um Victorian And it's also got a bunch of other things because it's one of the higher-end resorts. It is the high-end, yeah. It's the... Top of the line as far as Disney resorts go, so for mm-hmm. for the for the Walt Disney World, so it's really a nice place, and we were fortunate to stay there once, um, and we really liked it. So, uh-huh. but um, you know, speaking also of the Grand Floridian, you could um, make a reservation for having high tea, um. Which is kind of neat because you can, you can um, get you know all decked out and you you know like you and mommy and um, maybe Aunt Nancy one time and Anna Jane and so forth could all go and have tea at the Grand Floridian. That would be a a fun thing that I think girls would like to do probably more than the boys, but um, probably. But you know that's something younger that you girls can do. more than the older girls. But that's all. There's always the chance. Yeah, I mean, there's also um, that's the high tea services more for the older kids and the oh. and the adults. But they also have the Alice in Wonderland um, children's tea party, which I've actually gotten reservations for my clients before. And that one is for children only, so no adults at all. And, oh. um, and the kids really like it because they, it's like they're all fancied up and they're, they're with Alice and they're with the Mad Hatter and so forth. So they, I think they really like that as well. And that also is at the Grand Floridian. I see. And you, and you know, um, some of the other things you can do. Um, are like spa services. Not all, not all resorts have spa services, but some of them do. And um, and you can 
book some spa time. So if you're if you are enjoying your relaxing Disney vacation and you want a day to get a massage or a manicure, pedicure, or something like that, then you can get that done at some of your resorts. Really? I actually didn't know that. I only knew about the Grand Floridian one. Yeah, I think um, I think you can do spa treatments over at one of uh, either the beach or yacht club. I don't remember exactly which hmm. one. And I think maybe even at the contemporary as well. But I don't remember for certain. It's not something that that I look into a whole lot. So well, what else what else can we do at resorts outside of outside of the park, Sophie? Well, I mean, there's always just walking around and seeing how the resorts are decorated, especially at Christmas and the holiday seasons. Because I remember in the Grand Floridian, because the Grand Floridian is the crown jewel of most of the Walt Disney World resorts, that there's this almost set-to-scale gingerbread house in the Grand Floridian. And inside that gingerbread house, there is a shop that sells various sweets like chocolate and cookies and crumb cakes. Exactly. Yeah, the gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian is is quite a sight to see, isn't it, Sophie? It is, and I love it. And and the food is so good there. The sweets they make there are so good. Um, mm-hmm. And you know that that um, that gingerbread house is made every year, brand new, and um, and it's actually made out of gingerbread. So. Yes, it is. And personally, I would love to be part of the staff that makes that gigantic thing because imagine the smell of a gingerbread baking. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, speaking of, since we're talking about Christmas a little bit here, um, another thing to keep in mind is that all of the different resorts decorate in their own way for Christmas. Um, so. <laughs> You know, so over at Wilderness Lodge, you'll see a probably a 50-foot Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And um, over at Coronado Springs, you'll see decorations for Christmas and the Beach and Yacht Club and Boardwalk. I mean, all throughout. So, so that's the neat thing is that each resort does their own special touch based on their on how their resort is themed. Um, so that's that's kind of cool. So um, one of the things you could even do just in general is just go visit a few resorts. Um, All of the resorts, it's called resort hopping, and all of the resorts are open for you to visit and to see what's going on. So you can take a bus over to them if you're staying on property, or you can can drive over and say, I'm staying here, and I just wanted to check out the resort, and they'll let you check them out for a couple hours. So, um, mm-hmm. so that's that's and a good thing that you can do very too. Very fun to do too, because I remember we went on a kind of exclusive resort hopping tour, and we actually got to see inside some of the resort rooms, even though yeah. we weren't staying there. And I remember the Saratoga Springs one and the Fields of Green one. Mm-hmm. And the Fields of Green is our veterans resort at Disney. And it's a very, very pretty. I love them both. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, that one is you're actually thinking of shades of green. But oh. yeah. But yeah, they that one is a really good one for the for our veterans and our military families to stay at. Um so so yeah, that one that one is good for them to be able to take advantage of. We um we saw Saratoga Springs and we also saw Old Key West. Oh yeah. And that was that was really cool. And yeah, we we were able to to get some room tours because of um my friend Brenda and I being travel agents. So normally when you go resort hopping, you don't see the rooms, you just see the the lobbies and the public areas. Mm-hmm. Um so that was that was unique um for us to be able to do that. And that doesn't happen every time. But um Very unique. But it's still cool to be able to do. And um you know, so so resort hopping can be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other things you can do, some specific, you know, each resort has their own their own things. Like, for example, over at Fort Wilderness, with they've got a campfire cookout where you can make s'mores with your with your children. Um, it's over it's called the Chippendale Campfire. And mm-hmm. and it's over at Fort Wilderness, and they do it most nights um as they get near sundown. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I haven't done it, but I know um, people that have gone and done it, and they've really enjoyed it. It's just a fun little relaxing thing. Um, and, you know, even at the resorts, you can also um, – they'll have movie nights. I remember once we were staying – where were we, Sophie? Was um, it Bay Lake when we saw the movie outside or Animal I Kingdom? Was, I think that was Animal Kingdom, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but all of them do um, the movie nights, mm-hmm. so it's kind of fun. You can, you know, if, even at your resort where you're staying, you can take in a take in a movie and just watch a movie outside, and it's just a lot of fun and very relaxing. Um, it's mm-hmm. a good way to wind down because they do those at night after after families have had their time in the parks. Um, uh huh. It is a good way to wind down. I remember we were watching the Brave Little Toaster, I think. I have no idea. I don't remember. So I'll take your word for it, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, over at Port Orleans, you can rent a Surrey bike, mm-hmm. um, which is one of those four-wheeled bikes. Um, just like a cart that you, that you ride. Um, or you can get a horse-drawn carriage ride over at... Um, Port Orleans Resort. Also, it starts at Riverside, takes wow. you down the takes you down by the water, and um, and even at Port Riverside, you used to I think you still can you can actually rent fishing um, fishing gear and go fishing um, into the river. And it's it's catch and release, but it might be a fun thing for. You know, a dad and his son or a grandpa and his grandson and something like that or a granddaughter mm-hmm. um, might be a fun thing for them to to enjoy, you know, just to relax and do something at the resort. So it would be. And it's actually really, really cool. And I know that the one at Animal Kingdom that is exclusive to that one, it definitely involves all the wildlife that you'll see outside your room. Yeah, Um and I think that's why mommy animal. liked it so much. Oh yeah, for sure. 
because of because of her love of the giraffes and everything. And and you're right, um, Animal Kingdom, your room, you could have a view of the savanna. But even if you don't have a view of the savanna, you can still, whether you're staying there or not, you can still go visit the Animal Kingdom, and you can go um, out onto their big back back patio, and you can. <laughs> wander around and look at some of the animals that way as well so it's it's a huge area and it's great picture spot too if you like to take pictures that's a great place to take some pictures um so and of course at your resort you can go swimming you know um there are are some stipulations though right yeah a few stipulations what are they so well, only at select resorts you can use another resort's pool, but that's only at a few. Yeah, you pretty much you're you're, you're limited to you're limited to to swimming at the resort where you're staying. You can't go to other resorts and swim in their pools. Um, no. That's just not allowed, except for some exceptions. Like if you're, I guess if you're being invited by someone that you know that is staying at another resort, I guess that would be a little exception. Well, technically, no. Um, even if someone there invites you, that's you're not supposed to be able to. They may not. Um, they may not. It may not matter. I don't know. Um, but. But even that, you're not supposed to. The, the the main exception that I know of is that, let's say you're staying at one of the Port Orleans resorts, French Quarter or Riverside. So we're staying at French Quarter. We could go up to Riverside and swim in the Riverside pool. And if I was staying at Riverside, I could go down to the French Quarter and swim in their pool. But um, Yeah. But if I was at Animal Kingdom, I couldn't go over to like the Grand Floridian and swim at their pool. Um, yeah. That's just not allowed. And, and it doesn't make a lot of sense why you would want to anyway. Yeah. So. One, because when you choose a resort, you're kind of choosing the theming that you want for your out of park stay. So it's kind of like you don't really want to go to another one because that would break up the theming for you. Right, and you're choosing. You're also choosing the amenities that come with that resort, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, exactly. So, and the pools at at all of the resorts are going to be good, and that's yeah, that's a good thing to remember. That's the beauty of Disney. They have a very high standard for all of their amenities and everything about your stay. They want it to be as good as possible. Right. Exactly. So, um, so I think that covers all that I have for the resort areas. Do you got anything else for the resort, Sophie, that we want to highlight on? Mm, nope. That's pretty much it for me. Okay. So that leaves us, um, the last thing, um, to talk about is the Disney boardwalk area which is a great area to go visit, isn't it, Soph? It is. It's actually right 
we often took the friendship boats to and from Epcot to visit other parks. And the boardwalk area is a stop on those friendship boats. And it's very cool to see because it connects a bunch of the resorts to each other. So it has a bunch of access. And there's a lot of stuff to do there. It's like Disney Springs, but not as Disney Springs. Exactly. Um, the boardwalk area. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're fine. The boardwalk area is kind of like, well, it's like a boardwalk. It's yeah. almost like Santa Monica Pier, but without all of the rides and whatnot because those are elsewhere and you don't really need them on the boardwalk. Right. But it's got just these amazing summer holiday things that you can do that make your stay that much better. Like the beaches and cream ice cream parlor. Exactly. That is, um, and I've, it's actually a restaurant. That's a table service restaurant. Yeah. And we haven't really had that much opportunities to go eat there, but it does sound appealing to me. Yeah. Cause it's got the word ice cream or cream, but, um, yes. But the boardwalk actually has three resorts around it. It's got the obviously the boardwalk, boardwalk. resort. And, and I think it's got the yacht club, right? The yacht club and the beach club. Oh. Those I, are sister resorts. Yeah, I was like, I was pretty sure the beach and yacht club were one. Yeah, they're actually two different resorts. Um but they actually, that's one of the exceptions to the swimming pool. They have a swimming area called Stormalong Bay. And if you're staying at either of them, you can swim at Stormalong Bay. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's, that's one of the best um, swimming areas at Disney, from what I understand. Um, but yeah, like, like Sophie was saying, it's a little bit like Disney Springs, but it's got a little bit different um, Selection of things. You got some, yeah, it's got different feel. It's got shopping um, and it's got street vendors and performers and things like that. You know, it's also got the Atlantic Dance Hall. Yeah, the Atlantic Dance Hall and Jelly Rolls are for age 21 and over. So right now we couldn't go because Sophie's not 21. Uh, Uh, Three years. Three years. But the dance hall is. Is just what it is. It's a place to go dancing, and Jelly Rolls actually has dueling pianos, and it's a lot of fun. I've been there a couple of times, and um, they have dueling piano players and dueling pianos facing each other, and you send your mm-hmm. your requests, and then and then they'll play them, and it's just a great atmosphere because they play a lot of great music, um, and then um, also over by the boardwalk. Um, is the ESPN club for um, sports for fans. watching sports, you know, and things like that. And that's that's a lot of fun, too, sometimes, because a lot of times they'll have big events in the Orlando area. And, and sometimes they'll have the, the people interviewed, um, like some big, big name guests or sports um, people or whatever might be interviewed at the ESPN club. So that could be a lot of fun if you're into sports. So. Indeed. Well, is there anything else that you want to talk about regarding the boardwalk area? 
I don't think so. So um, I think that wraps up our feature topic for today. Don't you think, Soph? Yeah, I think it does too. Just remember, everybody, just leave us some comments. Um, let us know what we missed and what some of your favorite things to do are at the at the resorts and or outside of the parks, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's a lot of fun is hearing what other people like too and maybe building our list a little bit longer. Um, yeah. Give so, us some things we need to try. Yeah, exactly. So that leads us to our next segment uh, where we talk about this day in Disney history. So and I've Sophie, got something really, really good for you, Daddy. So what do you got for us, Sophie? Well, if I asked you what nine old men means to you, what would you say? <laughs> I know exactly what nine old men is. The nine old Disney's nine old men was a reference to his um, his prime time Imagineering team um, that were hired way back in the day. Um, people like Mark Davis and Milt um, Thomas and and on and on and on. There's like there's nine of them, and they were the nine old men. Yes. And um, today I'm talking about one in particular. His name is Ollie Johnston. Oh, I love Ollie. Ollie is awesome. Yes, and in 1936, he became the master animator Fred Moore's assistant at the Disney Studio. Wow. Yes, and I'm. And I also clicked on his name because the website has a link on his name, and it brought me to the nine old men and their little summaries, and it also highlights the biggest projects in their careers. Yep. Ollie Johnston worked on Pinocchio, Fantasia, Bambi, The Pelican and the Snipe, which is one I'm not familiar with, but I do want to watch now, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Winnie the Pooh, one of my personal favorites, and The Fox and the Hound. Yeah. And he also worked on Alice in Wonderland, Lady and the Tramp, and 101 Dalmatians. Wow. Well, you know, you were a nine old man. You were one of the nine old men. Um, and, And it was funny because Walt Disney gave them that nickname in part as a, as poking fun at um at the nine Supreme Court justices of the of the day um, <laughs> for the United States and and um and I and they were older people and there were nine of them if I'm getting the story right and if I'm not I'm sorry but there were nine of them and when this group got going this, Walt Disney started calling them his nine old men, um, even though they were all like in at the time in like their twenties and thirties. <laughs> it makes sense. They probably had, they were probably the nine that he went to when he needed help thinking of some next big project. Yeah, um, but isn't Ollie Johnston associated? With one of the other great nine old men, um, one, wasn't it? Wasn't it Frank? Frank and Ollie. Yes, he and fellow animator Frank Thomas had met as art students at Stanford. That's right, and 
if I remember correctly, Sophie, don't you have a book by them? I do, and it's actually one that I really, really want to bring with me when I go down to Florida to study animation because I have a feeling it's going to have a lot of good information in it that I will need when I'm taking those courses. Yeah. Frank and Ollie were best friends, Um, and they, they, they had a really good working and personal relationship. They were they were just they they were always seeing one another so um and you know and their wives were good friends and so forth like that so it was just a lot of a lot of history there so thank you sophie that was an awesome one tiny quote to sum up ollie johnston and it's from a film historian named leonard malton oh leonard malton yeah yeah people know his work They know his characters. They've seen him act without realizing it. He was one of the pillars, one of the key contributors to the golden age of Disney animation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And a lot of people say that Disney animation hasn't been nearly as good since those early years. I I don't know if that's true or not, but... Well, hey, they can't deny that The Incredibles was cool because... Ollie Johnston even let his voice to the the movie. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's cool, Sophie. And you know what? You're going to love my Disney Who's Who character for today. Oh, please (laughs) tell me. And this is totally coincidental, people. We did not plan this. But my Disney Who's Who character is none other than Bambi. <laughs> and of course, I was Bambi. Going to, I was almost tempted to talk about how the voice of Bambi's mother was born on this day in 1911. Oh, man, that would have been really, really freaky. Really um, freaky. But of course, Bambi is a young white-tailed deer and a prince of the forest. As a fawn, he is incredibly curious and eager to learn about the world around him. He is also rather clumsy, as he is still learning to get his feet under him. Bambi enjoys playing with his friends Thumper and Flower and exploring the woods. He lacks the cautiousness seen in his mother and the old other older animals in the forest and often charges forward without thinking. His status as a prince is important to him, and he is eager to impress his father. By the time he has developed into a mature buck, Bambi is ready to take his rightful place and rule alongside his father, the great prince of the forest. And now, Sophie. Go on. Did you know? I've got two big things for did you know. Go on. Did you know that Bambi makes cameos in several other films? No, I did not. Some of those are The Rescuers. Really? And Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, I'm going to need to rewatch that movie because I have not seen him in there. Yeah. And Bambi is so iconic as a character... For Disney, that he even appears 
on Disney stock certificates. Really? Yep. That's that's a big character, you know? That is a big character. That is a huge deal. That's a very huge deal. And now, um, last thing I've got is my Walt Disney quote. And I thought, in light of how many things have had to be canceled and closed and so forth, and the world's just kind of trudging along um, day by day, just taking it a day at a time, a minute at a time, and just waiting until things get back to normal. I thought this quote from Walt Disney was very appropriate. It's on. It's in his chapter on America. Mm-hmm. And Walt says, in my view, wholesome pleasure, sport, and recreation are as vital to this nation as productive work and should have a large share in the national budget. Wow. You know, I think that that in today's situation, I think people, when everything is back to normal or more normal and things are able to happen and, you know, Disney opens up and you're able to go to a concert and things like that, I think at least in the short term, you're going to have um, a better appreciation for those events than you might have otherwise, you know? So, yeah. So that's just my opinion. And of course that's all it is. So take it with a grain of salt because my opinion is worth nothing. You know, your opinion is important. My opinion is important. And so is Mr. and Mrs. John Q public. So, um, so, you know, we all Mm -hmm. have our opinions and they all are, they all are important. Um, but I think that might be a factor coming up. Um, I think it might be important coming up. So anyway, so that's all I've got. Do you have anything else you want to add? Well, I was actually scrolling through more of the Nine Old Men Disney page, and Uh there's this amazing quote that I found from a man named Brad Bird. Yeah. And it's about Frank and Ollie, no less. Okay. Go for it. When Frank and Ollie retired from production on the same Friday, I was the next animator on Ollie's desk the following Monday. The very desk he had used for decades to create so many indelible animated moments. I was properly awed as I sat down in Ollie's chair at his desk. As I was checking it out and getting the feel of it, I noticed a pencil sharpener that was full of shavings. Instead of throwing them out, I poured them into a glass jar and labeled it and set it atop the desk. Good luck, shavings. A simple reminder of the hard work required to create magic. My own jar of real Disney dust. The last jar. That's right. And, you know, I've got several. It's really cool. It's really cool. And I've got several posts on my website, My Dreams of Disney, about the Disney Nine Old Men. Um, So if anyone's curious, go to MyDreamsOfDisney.com and check it out and just do a search. Um, But anyway, that wraps us up for this week. Um, Next week, we will be back with another great episode. But in the meantime, just a reminder that 
On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. If you have any computing or travel needs, reach out to them. Tech Solutions is found at techsolutions.com, techsolutionsnc.com, or on Facebook. And you can reach Mike for travel needs at mike at pixievacations.com or on Facebook at Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. All right. Well, thank you, Sophie. Thanks for joining me. Of and, course. And we'll see everyone next week. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.